Hey there, film clubbers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Fangirl Film Club. And for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all kinds of other goodies, you can support us on Patreon. Recorded live in front of a feline audience. Coming to you from coast to coast, it's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to the Fangirl Film Club, a movie podcast where we go straight down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell you, we've seen some shit. We have. I'm going to say not this week, though. No. But before we get into that, I'm Emily, (laughs) one of your hosts. (laughs) Immediately jumping in with my opinions. I'm one of your hosts, Emily. Totally fine. And I'm joined by my beautiful West Coast counterpart. Mia. Yeah. Hi. I just love how Emily J rolls off the tongue and then like, hey, it's also me. <laughs> but yours could like also sounds like a like a little bit of like a cat sound. Like meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that. I've heard other things before, but that's one I've never heard. Thank you. I say I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know me. I think it's a good thing. I'll take it. It's cats. Yeah. Cats are fine. great. Great. <laughs> We just spent like the first five minutes, 10 minutes prior to starting the recording <laughs> talking about our cats. So yeah. And other people's cats, actually, not yeah. just ours. Um, that's what we do. We're cat people. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate this week's episode, this week's episode. No. I didn't hate this week's episode that we haven't done yet. I didn't hate this week's movie. <laughs> no, me neither. Um, I grew up with this movie. And so I don't think I can hate it. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I was worried. I was like, okay, I don't want to hate it because of the person we watched it for, Child of God. Yes. Matthew yes. Perry. Um, but I didn't. So it was nice. <laughs> it's like, Good. I don't want to just like unconsciously bias myself and be like, no, I have to like it because like there are plenty of people who have passed on who've made terrible movies and you can just acknowledge yeah. that. Um, yeah. But this wasn't, I mean, I was going to say, Matthew Perry has also made terrible movies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could always... 10 yards. Yeah, I was going to say those two, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, this was much preferable. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the movie we were talking about is the 1997 rom-com adorable movie Fools Rush In, uh, written Mm -hmm. by Joan Taylor and Catherine Reback and directed by Andy Tennant, three people I do not know. Um, Composed by Alan Silvestri, who you do know. I do know, like I know him personally. Personally, yeah. <laughs> My pal Al, yeah. Um, no, I thought that was yeah. So, um, no, I, 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 I don't know. I liked it. I was like, I don't think this movie deserved the shit it got in 1997, and I definitely yeah. don't think it deserves the shit it gets now. <laughs> yeah, this is a very sweet movie. It was very, very sweet. It was. Classic rom-com. So many mm-hmm. tropes. So many stereotypes that weren't, like, cringy, though. Like, they were stereotypes, but they weren't, like, uncomfortable to watch play out. There were some that were just dumb. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is this is very silly, is, but okay. I don't, I'm not saying it was, like, a feast for the intellect, this whole film. No. <laughs> <but> it, was, <laughs> no. it was fun. It was cute. I, I watched it while I was working on a stained glass project, and it was a lovely company. I feel like that's a perfect combination. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was making a, 
a Black Lab Suncatcher for my nephew, for my nephew, Yay. and I was watching this uh, this little this little ditty on YouTube, and it was so nice. But um, all right, let's do some some stuff. Let's pitch. Let's jump pitch. right into it. Sweet, we're gonna jump all in. Right. Emily, Vegas's hottest new club is Fools Rush In, and it has everything: stereotypes, fake dating, and fake miscarriages. The aggressive oh. consumerism of the 1990s, romantic conversations about fate in line for the bathroom that are all it takes to fall into bed together, and the audacity to offend Amalia's guacamole. <laughs> money, please. Here is the money. You can have it. I would pay to see 10 of these movies get made today. Again, I think this falls into the category of movies you just can't make today because... Yeah. So many parts of it just don't work anymore, but uh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> the specifics later. No phones. Um, no cell phones being one of them. That would have been, yeah, that would have, uh, I guess that would have like helped some plot points, right? Massaged yeah. some of the plot issues away. They never would have um, met if she didn't have to wait for the phone or she worked oh, on the phone. Oh, right, right, And yeah, waiting for the bathroom. That's exactly what it would have been. Yes, correct. Also, and this, I have something for this later, but like, mm-hmm. I just love old movies that remind you that things used to be possible. Like being a landscape <laughs> photographer used to be a viable career that like you could yeah. just make a living doing that. Oh, isn't that nice? She doesn't have to do kid photos or seniors or weddings on the side. That's just mm-hmm. what she does. Uh, she was good at it. All right. She was good at it. Thelma Hayek was a fucking delight. Every scene yes. she was in in this movie, she was adorable. Yeah. She was so fun to watch. And I'm really glad this is trivia that we can. I didn't feel the need to put in my trivia list, so I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> I'm glad that this went to her instead of Jennifer Lopez, who passed yes. on this film to do Anaconda. <laughs> Jokes on you, J-Lo. Jokes on you, J-Lo. Because... <laughs> This is so much this, better. This was made, I think, exactly the way it needed to be made. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all right. You wanna hear you wanna hear what happened? Please tell me what happened in this movie. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> Chandler Bing slash Alex is a project manager from New York City who gets sent to Las Vegas to open a club for his company. Meanwhile, Salma Hayek meets him outside of a bathroom at a bar and they fuck, which then she gets pregnant, asks him to meet her family just once. So it doesn't seem like she got pregnant from a one night stand, which she totally did. Brings him <laughs> to her loud, loving, wonderful um, Hispanic family. And for some reason, after eating tamales, he decides that he wants to marry her and she makes the worst decision ever to also marry a man she does not know at all. Uh, they then move in together and Isabel slash Sama Hayek spends most of the time being sweet, loving, and absolutely adorable and a joy and a wonder to watch while Alex lies to her, overreacts about literally everything and acts ashamed of her in front of his wasp white ass parents. <gasps> so then Isabel says if they can stay close to her family in, in uh, Nevada until October, when the baby is, is born, she will move back to New York City for Alex. But even that is too much of a sacrifice for this piece of shit garbage man because he tells his boss he'll be back in New York by July 1st for a job opportunity, then continues to lie to his new wife about it. So when Isabel finds out she has a stress-related baby 
complication and goes to the hospital. But when Alex gets there, she tells him that she lost the baby. So there's no reason for them to stay together. Honestly, smart move. Um, and then so Alex goes to New York. Isabel gets to stay. It goes to stay with her grandma in New in Mexico. She's still pregnant. BT dubs. Alex realizes that he still wants to be with her. So he goes to Mexico to find her, but then chases her all the way back to Nevada. They end up at the Hoover Dam together. She and he sees that she's still pregnant. What? And then she goes into labor because she's screaming at him. They get back together as their daughter is born in the back of an ambulance. Happy ending. The end. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Even with my commentary, I just think as as wonderful as Matthew Perry is, I don't think that sweet, lovely Isabel deserved to be treated that way. And he did not deserve her. This is Chandler Bing just making <laughs> worse and worse decisions. <laughs> he was the Chandleriest, bingest character ever. Yeah. Except he got to say shit. Yes. A couple times. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, even like from the first scene, I was like, I will not watch this thinking it's Chandler. Like he deserves to be something other than the one character he played for 10 years. Except Matthew, <laughs> you played him the exact the same, same way. So, <laughs> so I couldn't help it. I wanted yes. to experience Alex as his own character, but I could not because he played him as Chandler Bing. So I guess sorry. I will have That's to watch him is. in the teacher movie because I think that might be one of the few roles that he's somebody else. It's somebody else in. And there's nothing wrong with Chandler. We love Chandler. He was, yeah. the, he was the favorite friend. Yeah. Um, best but, friend. He's uh, the best friend. I know oh, he was. that Matthew Perry wanted to be more than Chandler Bing. Unfortunately, Matthew his Perry range... Matthew a human being. Yes. <laughs> did so much more than just Chandler Bing. But Matthew Perry yes. as an actor. As an actor. <laughs> Chandler Bing. <laughs> yes. Sorry, babe. That's just what it is. Um, but yeah, this this was uh, this was so 90s-tastic. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like, of course, it's 90s-tastic. It was made in 1996, came out in 97. Like, yeah. Right. But... Um, Oh my God. When his, okay. But when he, when his parents showed up to surprise him after oh his like, not girlfriend so wants to be his girlfriend wasp mm-hmm. lady that rats him out to his parents. And then they mm-hmm. like thought she was his housekeeper. Yeah. That was the, that was, was the like, worst. That was the worst I hate this thing. So much. And they're like, wow, she's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what amazing help you have out here and like was it his mom was like well it's probably a lot easier to find good help out here you know with so many mexicans i was like jesus yeah (laughs) how does she how does she continue and not get stabbed in this movie because now (laughs) that character gets righteously like stabbed oh my god and then like again like she just forgave him for not Mm -hmm. telling his parents and like lying to his, her about why he didn't tell his parents and then yeah. acting ashamed of her in front of his parents. Like, yeah, that would have been it. Been like a, your parents think I'm the fucking maid. You won't tell them that we're married and having a baby. Yeah. And, uh, you also won't tell them that I'm not your fucking maid. So no, I'm not staying here. <laughs> Bye. Right. <clears throat> I know. Ugh. After she made that house so fun and so vibrant and so beautiful, and they're like, "Oh God, what does it take to get a good designer out here?" 
<laughs> Where's the beige? Like, fuck you guys. Jesus. Minimalism sucks. 90s minimalism was the worst. Yeah. It was all like stark white and glass, yeah. glass, everything, glass coffee tables, glass dining room tables, glass fucking. Yeah. What's the things like, on the things the that you open cabinets the- from uh, <laughs> Christmas vacation, except in the nineties, yes. like a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. They had another decade to really lean in. That's, mm-hmm. that's what these people wanted. <laughs> oh Lord. Why is the carpet? I don't know. I don't know, Marco. Marco. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, what was I going to say to you? Oh, they, okay. So they also, they, I did not talk about the whole divorce thing. The whole reason they got like, it was like supposed to be like the funny thing that they, the funny note that they ended on was she was like, I'm actually divorcing you as she should have done because she never yeah. should have married him. And then when he chases her down to the Hoover Dam, mm-hmm. he has like 12 hours or something before. Also, like, it's a matter I of love- minutes at that point, I think. <laughs> I love movie divorces because they act like there is a ticking time bomb with those papers. And they t- let yes. me tell you, friends, it's not <laughs> the case. <laughs> like, you can actually just not sign divorce papers for seven years and then you can you're still divorced. Like you can just not sign them. And it's not some like declaration of love. The state that you're in, especially if it's Pennsylvania or California, will just be like, yeah, you're not married anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. whatever. Um, but yeah, this, this is, this is one of those, uh, this is one of those really cute movie tropes where they're like, these papers will self-destruct and kill everybody. And you'll never get to be with the person you love ever again. If you don't sign them or you sign them in the wrong way and at the wrong time. So he's like a race against the clock. (laughs) Because what will happen? To the Hoover Dam of all places. Uh, what will happen if he? Well, the other thing is like, yeah, he's like, I'm not signing these papers, and she's like, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Like, no, it does. Yeah. It actually, literally, does not matter because you're going to be divorced by midnight. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is the time limit? What is happening? I would like. Yeah. I I'm so curious. Like, what judge is like? You know what? Just to fuck with these people, <laughs> we're going to put a little time limit on this. <laughs> Like yeah. it's QVC. We got to put a timer on this one, and uh, <laughs> just to just to fuck with people who are already having a really bad time. And the moment that the clock starts, it's like I I now have to find her across two countries, <laughs> yes, and multiple state lines. And amazing that he does. I mean, yeah, talk about movie magic. He it's impressive. He, he goes to her great grandmother's house. I did love that because she's. Talk, saying beautiful things to him in Spanish. He has no idea. <laughs> he has made so no effort bad. to learn Spanish. <laughs> None. None whatsoever. Wouldn't that have been a sweet thing? That even after she like was like, hey, we don't have to be together anymore. That like he went back to New York and he started learning Spanish. Like, wouldn't that have been cute? Yeah. And just like a sweet little gesture the to be like, no, I'm I will not. say take notes from love actually. <laughs> What do you mean the one time? Love actually is a Bible. (laughs) And I'll hear nothing. Andrew Lincoln. Stop. (laughs) 
nothing against this. All right. <laughs> but you should take notes from a lot, actually. And when you meet somebody that you don't, whose language you don't speak and you fall in love with them, you should learn their fucking language, even if you don't think yeah. you'll ever see them again, because it's a very sweet gesture. <sighs> to anybody. Yo me llamo Alex <clears throat> Whitman. <clears throat> Jesus. I love when she's screaming at him and he's like, what does that even mean? She's like, it means you're a liar and a coward. That's what it means. <laughs> Sounded so much better in Spanish. <laughs> and like, even when she's mad at him all the time, which she should be, because he sucks. And she's like, you're not my favorite person right now. Like, it's just cute. <laughs> she is very cute. Yeah. I mean, she you're not grew my up favorite with person family right to talk to. <laughs> Whereas he grew up only child. Only Rich child. Who don't like him. <laughs> and vice versa. I mean, I also. Know anything about each other. Yeah, they don't know each other. And I sympathized because there's that line where he's like, no, your family's great. I didn't know families talked at dinner. Like, yeah. as someone who gets concerned when any of my immediate family calls me on the phone, I'm like, oh shit, somebody died. Yep. <laughs> that resonated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I also until I met Jerry, I also didn't know that people liked their families and had fun <laughs> together at dinners. Just like wanted to hang out because they like each other. What? Yeah. What? Wanting to hang out instead of having to hang out. Yeah. And there were I mean, there were a couple lines that were like, mm, this is surprisingly poignant for a stupid little rom-com movie when she said, like, you know, when he's like something he says something about like being a family and she's like you don't know what that mm -hmm. is your family is something you put up with and deal yeah, with on national holidays. holidays love is a gift it's not an obligation mm -hmm. i'm like oh, that's right she's right yeah you're right Hayek. i did love her mom though amalia uh i don't know if her mom was, was amalia, amalia the mom i don't remember there were a lot of names because there was aunt rosa there who were here <laughs> but <laughs> No, her mom was so uh, sweet, have... and she was so cute in her dress on Cinco de Mayo, which mm -hmm. they were really excited about. <laughs> yeah, they were super into that. Um, <clears throat> what is it? She said, I saw some, I pulled up some quotes. Um, when, when they're lighting candles. Yeah, I think her mom, it says, uh, okay. oh yeah, you left Alex with your brothers. And she says, and Chewy. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I better light another candle. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> also, the discussion of like, what's wrong with being Presbyterian? It's like, you don't care about your religion you until somebody wants to be another religion. Right. You don't care about being Presbyterian. Like, you think there's nothing wrong with being Presbyterian. You don't fucking think about it at all because it doesn't mean anything to you. So it doesn't, yeah. it shouldn't matter that the, like, clearly being Catholic means something to all of these people. We're like, yeah, and then John hey, this Bennett is Perry, huge... you're going to say like religious persecution is why the English <laughs> left England. And I hated that sir? scene so much. <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> it's like, stop talking, John Bennett Perry. Stop. Yeah. Please. That's why this just guzzling margaritas to make it stop. Oh my God. That will uh, bring me to my first, well, my only really line that I, I wrote that it stuck out to me uh, was from John Benaperi, uh, uh -huh. 
which is, in case you haven't noticed, the white people are melting melting out here. here. (laughs) That was my dad's favorite. It's a great line. I have that in my uh, best first lines also. It's a great (laughs) line. Because that is what white people do. (laughs) But we do. We melt in the sun. (laughs) Keep us outside too long. We get red and we melt. Also, the, like, attempt to address that line by Matthew Perry later, where he's like, he didn't mean white, he just meant not tan. I'm like, I don't think that is the problem. No. I don't think calling yourself white is the issue here. Of that entire scene. No, that is not not the issue. All right, what other uh, lines did you have? Um, this one is from the predatory wife of the city supervisor at the beginning, where she <laughs> okay. says, would you get us some ice? And while you're at it, put some scotch in it. Was that Gina Davis? No, I would have recognized Gina Davis. Was- I felt like I, rem- I like I recognized her voice and then I thought I looked it up and I it was like somebody very surprising. I have to look it up now. Um, it probably was just not anybody I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do we know? I, was to say, I don't even know what her name would have been in the. Uh, in the movie. Yeah. In the um, movie. Yeah. All right. This is this is making such great pot. <laughs> <laughs> Put some scotch in it. I also did love, I'm just scrolling through quotes now because I thought I saw that in here, mm-hmm. uh, when they met and she was like, please let me go ahead of you. And he's like, why? She's like, I pee really fast. I live with five <laughs> brothers, three cousins, and one bathroom. Believe me, I pee faster than anyone in the world. <laughs> Tracy Burnham is her, and no, oh, it is not. Beth she Broderick. Lo- Beth Broderick, though, but she's, okay, so she's not Gina Davis. And Yes, I was going to say, Ann Zelda, yeah. I was like, I knew I recognized her face and her voice. And why did I think it was Jane Davis? Because they kind of sound alike. But yeah. Beth Broderick yeah, but- <laughs> has done porn. <laughs> has she? She has. This is one of my favorite things that I know about her. Go on. Do you know I, more? Or is it just that? It was, it was in the 70s. And I don't okay. remember like... I'm sure it was like the very softly lit, like very right gauzy full yeah tasteful gauzy porn tasteful gauzy porn exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was so I rampant know that she has the, done porn in the, <laughs> in the 70s um i i love that i also am trying to think about why i thought there might be a world that existed where gina davis plays like a like a two-second part in some 30% Rotten yeah. Tomatoes rom-com from 1997. In yeah. 1997! <laughs> that would have not made any sense at all. Oh, well, I'm glad we figured that out. She and wasn't hey, old enough yet club. by then. <laughs> no. Uh, and hey, Film Club, now you know that thing about Beth Broderick. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm better Fun for trivia. it. Fun <laughs> trivia. Indeed. Do you have any more, um, any more lines? Um, no, those two, those two pretty much capture it. Um, but I do yep. have a made up Oscar that okay. is very specific to this movie. Right. Um, yep. best portrayal of a closeted gay brother goes to Juan. 
<laughs> that is so specific. The one that she smacks because uh-huh. he's all nosy yeah. and annoying. Like that, I mm-hmm. my gaydar was off the charts. That's yep, yep. <laughs> we got a spinoff. I'd want to know what happened with one. <laughs> What about you? Do you have any made up Oscars? Um, I didn't have an Oscar, but I did have a nostalgia award uh, for, as I mentioned earlier, uh, depictions of a time when being a landscape photographer was a viable full time job. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Good times. Also, it is the reverse Oscar of like the casual homophobia that was just sprinkled in through the whole thing. I was like, do we have to make anti-gay jokes every every page? Yeah. Is it every page? But, you know, it's a different time. Yeah. Clinton was in office. It was a different time. It was much better to Not... be a womanizer and a predator than mm-hmm. a gay man. Yes, it was. Um, and, you know, again, was it the raging commercialism or consumerism of the 1990s? Yes. Aggressive consumerism oh, of the 1990s. Aggressive consumerism of the 1990s yeah some some of these scenes i was like oof it's like taking a chair to the back yep the shit they used to tell us we had to care about oh god mm-hmm. oh god um <clears throat> all right that nightclub looked awful <laughs> it looked so dumb <laughs> so awful i will tell you though that there is a depiction or description of this movie that is incorrect on the internet i know someone on the internet is wrong what can we do um because when i first looked it up i was like i feel like i've seen this movie before but i don't remember Mm -hmm. 90 percent of the plot obviously i'm gonna have to watch it again but what happened in this movie and they they had said it in the thing that their relationship was he was the nightclub owner and she Mm. was one of the dancers Okay, that's a very and I was different like, movie. I was like, oh, I don't like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I guess I'll watch it. Like, mm, it's really a power imbalance. And like, yeah. <laughs> like really gross stereotypes we're leaning into. And like, mm, like yeah. it. And then it turns out he's just like some nerd who's like, I just gotta yeah. make sure we're all OSHA up to date. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're she's not. She's like, <laughs> they're not at all. <laughs> she's like, wonderful free spirit and again okay let me roll myself back here not that there's anything wrong with being a dancer at all 100 no. percent fully support sex worker rights including exotic dancers but it would be a, an uncomfortable plot point if she slept with her boss who was the nightclub owner and then got pregnant yeah. and then this whole thing happened it would just yeah. be ugh. yeah so very coercive anyway very coercive like i said power imbalance what did i get um but that is not the case thankfully and i don't know what website i was on that told me that because if i i found it i would go back and be like you sir wrong on the internet so if you're listening (laughs) sir (laughs) please change your description sir or madam you (laughs) completely missed the point of this film and need to change your description right now can you imagine Um, matthew perry as a nightclub owner can you imagine what him would you even being do like at a the hard Matthew, ass? Like, what would you even do at a Matthew Perry nightclub? Like, I know there was like some drugs, whatever, but like, mm-hmm. it's still Matthew Perry. I feel like you play board games. Play board games, tuck your shirt into your jeans, put a belt on over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just. 
just like a dad club. Like, I don't think, I, I don't think there'd be dancers. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be board. like a Dave and Busters. I don't think there'd be a dancer, like any dancers walking around serving you anything. Comedy I think shows. it'd probably be like a, yes, yes. It'd be a comedy show. Yeah. And okay, now I want to go. Uh, now I want to be there. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. This started out as like, we're hating on we're hating on the ghost of goes to Matthew Perry for being a square, but that sounds really nice. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've said it, I've never, I've never pretended to be anything other than a square. So it's funny. Cause when I met you, I actually did not realize you were such a square and I'm, it's been such a delight <laughs> to find out, to peel back the layers of cool and find out what a total nerd square you are. Um, yeah, no, I, I, when I first met you, I was like, oh, she's like so cool and sexy and like free spirited and fun and like does all kinds of crazy things. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, what gave me that? <laughs> what did give you that impression? What gave me that impression? Like, why did I think that? And I don't know. <laughs> it's just what I came up with in my brain. Um, I guess it's been a joy to discover that you are just a big nerd square like me. <laughs> I spend all my time either playing Dungeons and Dragons in video games or playing Dungeons and Dragons in real life. Do I know how any of it works? No. No. Too much math. I mean, I have said this before on other podcasts. I will say it until my dying day. I would love nothing more than to understand how to play Dungeons and Dragons. And it's not because I haven't been told, okay? Mm-hmm. I need everybody to understand that. It's not that I've lacked people in my life who are very passionate about it, who've been like, I will be patient with you. I will be kind. I will sit next to you. I will tell you how all of it works. And it is just a solid block in my brain. I'm like, okay, you're <laughs> asking me to improv with math. Yeah. I don't know why this has caught on. <laughs> These are two of the worst things <laughs> that anybody has ever brought into the world. Improv, horrible. Math, the worst. I know math can save the world, but it is the fucking worst. At what cost will it save the world? And you put them together. <laughs> See, this is why I only create slutty, <laughs> dumb characters. And that's my favorite thing to play. Because improv yeah, is always made just... better with sex. That's that's what it always turns into in my world. Anyway, Um, uh, (laughs) that that makes it sound like I have a very interesting sex life. It's fine. Um, (laughs) A lot of improv, you know, a lot of D&D. No, there's none. A lot of math. A lot of math. Uh, Tons of math in my sex life. Um, (laughs) Did you bring your calculator? (laughs) No, paperwork only. You have to show your work. Jeez, Mia, get it together. How am I going to grasp this parabola without a calculator? (laughs) By hand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No, math. Ew, gross. Um, No, I've had so many people been like, oh my God, but you love like acting and theater and stuff and you're a geek. You would love D&D. I'm like, "Mm, you'd think that, wouldn't you? I... (laughs) I would love to love D&D for you. Everybody in my life who also loves it can't. I might eventually task us with watching the D&D movie just for funsies. Because it is Chris Pine. I did watch it. it's not a bad movie. I did. It's not a bad movie. I watched it. I thought it was fun. 
<laughs> I'm adding it, it to the list movies. just so we can watch it and have fun. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, why not? We deserve a break every now and then. Um, <laughs> from, from the monotony of our mediocre film club. Um, what was I going to say to you, though? Oh, no. Uh, the Dungeons and the Dragon movie felt like everybody was having... It was fun to watch because it clearly everybody was having so much fun playing. Yeah. Bradley and I think Cooper. No one more than <laughs> a delightful little cameo. Um, yeah. It, but I also know one more than Hugh, Hugh Grant. And I don't think yeah. Hugh Grant is anybody in the world that has more fun with than Hugh Grant these days. Like he seems like he is just fresh out of fucks on mm-hmm. every level. Like his was it? Oh, when he was on the red carpet for the Oscars. Yeah. That was my favorite. Oh, that was my favorite. <laughs> And he was, was like, yeah, asked him a question. Here. He was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't give. <laughs> I don't actually want to be here. They just told me I had to come because I have to do. I have to present. Oh, it was. I was. Uh, it was Ashley Graham, the model. Um, oh. She was <laughs> interviewing him, and she's like, "So, uh, what's your what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite part of of this thing of the of of the the yeah, the big night?" And he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this this isn't. I don't have a favorite part of this. This is all like he was actively disgusted. He's like, I mean, look yeah. at this. It's all just ugh, Vanity Fair. <laughs> Going home. <laughs> he so he said like this is all Vanity Fair, as in the actual mm-hmm. like words that that like the the meaning behind the, the phrase, phrase Vanity the original Fair. phrase, yeah. And Ashley Graham went, oh, my God, the Vanity Fair party. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? (laughs) And he was like, yeah. (laughs) And then he went on stage with Andy McDowell and said how beautiful she was. And by comparison, he looked like a scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) On stage at the Oscars, Andy McDowell did not know what to do. She was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Hello? Like she was just like, um, okay. And then she read, you know, the nominees because that's all he said. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings anyway. us to our nominees this evening. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any other speaking of of things in the movie we're actually talking about? Not anything Perfect. to do with Hugh Grant or nice Dungeons segue. and Dragons. Yeah. Do you have any other Oscars? <laughs> Uh, worst CGI superimposition of fireworks in a window. Again, very specific. Fourth of July, Alex watching the fireworks outside of his window. It looks like a cartoon. It looks like they rolled a larger TV in front of a window. <laughs> yes. And played fireworks. Play and played a fireworks video. That's what that looked mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, what do we want to do? Money or reviews? I only have Money one review, review because all the other reviews were mean and I didn't want to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to do, we'll do money and then we'll do tomatoes and reviews and then Please. we'll finish with trivia? Yes. Okay. All right. So how much money do you think I should have given you for your pitch at the beginning? Okay, 90s, consumerism. <laughs> they have to have that scene where you crush the OSHA representative's car with the sign. Filming on, on scene. Um, I'm going to say like, mm. well, I'll say 30 million. You are very close. It is 20 million. Okay. Uh huh. Twenty million. Uh, they only made twenty nine million 
U.S., oh. but 42 worldwide. So they didn't okay. make money. A little bit. Um, a little tiny bit of money they made on this movie. Mm-hmm. But certainly not... <laughs> Not there enough are no to make toys a to market for this one. Yeah, you know, it's not like we all can't. It all can't be Batman forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did love when you brought up the OSHA thing, though. When she was mm-hmm. telling her mom about it, <laughs> she was like, "It's a sign," and he's like, "Yes." She's like, "Yes, a sign that he should stay here and not go to New York." She's like, "No, mom, no, it, was it was like a sign. sign, like like a real sign, like with neon." <laughs> Oh, all right. Um, tomatoes or trivia? What do you want? Uh, let's tomate. Tomate. How, tomates. How, how <clears throat> wrong do you think the tomatoes are on this movie for critics? Mm, I'm going to be so sad about it because I think it's so low. <laughs> um, 37. Wow. Closest. Well, closest with going over. 34%. Thirty-four. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so sad. Why but, did they hate it so much? Oh, was the audience better? Audience score was sixty-four percent. See, we so, know better than them. What was the we'll what do. were the critics even bitching about? I didn't want to see because it would have made me sad. And then <laughs> I didn't want to see. Well, I read the sad ones, but then I didn't <clears throat> include them in my document because okay. I don't want to. I don't okay. need to be any more sad about Matthew Perry than I already am. Um, I know. <laughs> Michael DeKina with the moviereport.com called it a fun no brainer that successfully casts a sweet romantic spell. Yes. So. I didn't have to think too hard about this movie, which was very no. nice. And I just, it was just delightful. Like, of course, she didn't, she, of course, she deserved better than garbage yeah. alex whitaker but or is it whitaker is that his last name? whitman whitmore forrest whitman. whitaker <laughs> forrest whitaker see yeah fan girl film club take a drink uh every time emily fucks up a name <laughs> take a drink uh channels channels her grandmother and just assign somebody a new last name it sort of sounds like their actual name um anyway she deserved better than alex but because mm-hmm. it's rom-com world of course they're gonna make it work and it's gonna be fine i'll believe he changed um, we'll believe that he changed it's Matthew Perry. i'll believe it yes uh, he's capable obviously he's capable mm-hmm. of changing turning his life around mm-hmm. clearly uh, all right well i have trivia and yes. i'm gonna end with the least sad one first Thank you. I'm going to end with the least sad thing of trivia. So we'll start with the saddest thing of trivia. So we're going to start with the sad thing. Yep. We're going to start with the sad. Well, we could start with the average thing. (laughs) The neutral piece, then the sad piece, and then the good piece. How about that? Yeah? Okay. Let's do that. All right. So the neutral piece is that Alex's father is played by John Bennett Perry, who is, in fact, Matthew Perry's actual dad, which I thought was very cute. Um that they got to be father and son in a, in a movie. I don't think they ever did that again, which was adorable. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, he was one of my favorites of the family members. I liked the dad so much better than the mom. (laughs) He was funny. At least like, at least he was funny. At least he was was entertaining. Yeah. He was entertaining as opposed to like, she just leaned in too hard to the wasp thing and was like oh yeah. you're actually just awful to watch she was lucille um, bluth drinking too hard but without being funny 
Right. Um, all right. So the sad piece of trivia yeah. is that Matthew Perry credits a jet ski accident that happened on set at this film uh, as to fueling his addiction to prescription drug medication, which is sad. Very unfortunate. But we end on a happy note, which is that Matthew Perry mm-hmm. also said that this was the, his favorite movie that he ever made. And he said that all the way through his career, which Good. is very sweet. And I was like, did he make any other movies though? And then I remembered he did. And they were all not great. So this bad. one. None of which did he get to kiss Salma Hayek in. So. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He said he had the most fun. And this was one yeah. of his favorite movies. This was his favorite movie that he was ever in. Um. So. Okay, can I ask you a question? Sure. Did you see light breeding kink in this movie? <laughs> would I have tagged it as such if I were writing it as an AO3 fic? Yes, I absolutely would have tagged it as such. <laughs> okay. Okay, because like when they're like making out in Vegas in their wedding honeymoon bed or whatever, and he uh-huh. spends a lot of time looking at her stomach. It was like, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like ready to go for it as soon as he realizes she's pregnant. So I'm just saying, yeah. like, he's clearly into that. Clearly, yeah. Alex has a has a breeding gig. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> but yes, I would have tagged it as such, honey. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> if I had written this fluff, <clears throat> yes, if I had written this. Fluff and was I would tag it like fluff, smut, angst with a happy ending. <laughs> That's what it would be. It would be fluff and smut, angst with a happy ending, light breeding kink. The audacity <laughs> to offend Amalia's guacamole. Yes, uh period typical <laughs> period typical race, <laughs> casual racism, period typical casual homophobia. Mm-hmm. Um that's how it would be tagged. Oh, we should have a new segment. <laughs> For 2024. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great idea. Yes, that's our new segment. Okay, good. <laughs> if we were tagging on, on AO3. AO3. Yes. yes. Okay, perfect. Oh, I'm so happy now. Bringing <laughs> <laughs> souvenirs right. from Shipper City. Yes. Yes. We're- slowly moving everything over from that island to this um all right well i think we've said all we can about bulls rush in great choice mm-hmm. no apologies you. needed um next week what do you punish me we're with? gonna watch something batshit crazy <laughs> just to Blow out the cobwebs, all right? Of course. Uh, we are going to watch Guns Akimbo. Yes. Starring okay. Daniel Radcliffe and Samara Weaving uh, from 2019. That's what we're going to so do next week. <laughs> have you ever seen it? I have not seen it, but I'm so excited. Oh, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a movie. Oh, <sighs> man. It All I've seen are the movie. photos on set of Daniel, like, mm-hmm. unhinged, yep. looking like he's lost his, his goddamn slippers. mind. So, yep, in his slippers and his bathrobe. With, uh-huh, uh-huh. With yep, guns for hands. Oh, it is such a movie. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> I can't wait to see the tags. All right. <laughs> well...
<laughs> All that being said, I have been Emily J. I have been joined by Mia. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week for Guns or next time with Guns Akimbo. And Miss Mia, closing closing remarks go to you. Would you get us some ice? And while you're at it, put some scotch in it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.